Welcome to Let's Talk Sales, the podcast that's all things sales and business development. This podcast series is for CEOs that are looking to build strong companies, sales VPs and sales managers that want to take things to the next level, and salespeople that are looking to improve. This podcast is brought to you by the Criteria for Success Sales Growth Program. Are you looking to experience a breakthrough in your team's sales? Have you tried sales training in the past but were unable to make it stick? The Criteria for Success Sales Growth Program is a year-long engagement that combines sales and leadership training, a digital sales playbook, and a coaching and accountability process that will change your sales culture and drive sustained growth. Learn more at CriteriaForSuccess.com. Today's podcast is a blend of two of our series, the Sales Leaders Talk Sales series and advice from authors because today's guest is both of those things. This is Rebecca Toomey and today I am talking to Melissa Kurvacek. Melissa is the owner, I'm I'm totally going to botch your name again Melissa, she's the owner of Melissa Kurvacek Companies, is the executive producer of the Ultimate Sales Summit and is the author of 10 books including Millionaires and Money and He's the Boss, She's the Queen. She is also the host of the Millionaire's Hot Seat podcast and has been nominated for Forbes and Inc. magazine's list of 30 under 30. And there's so much more. Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Rebecca, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I I got, it was like, got in the hot seat there, got (laughs) under a little bit of pressure, got nervous. (laughs) Thank you for correcting that. Now, you have quite a list of accomplishments, Melissa. Can you share a little about how you got to where you are now? And when did your passion for sales and business development really begin? I think the thing to point out is I've been through a lot of failure and a lot of successes, more failures than successes, which always drives me to that next level of growth. And so anytime somebody is under pressure or under, um, you know, the gun to perform because they are on a commission only basis and that's how our family gets fed, it it propels them Mm -hmm. to do a lot more than the average salesperson would. So I don't have a family yet, but I am super obsessed and passionate about sales. And, um, you know, I've done things that I don't know that I would suggest other people do. But at the end of the day, like those things have made me who I am and they've brought me to where I am today. And I'm incredibly blessed to have been able to go through those circumstances. And so, you know, I've been to jail six days for speeding. I've been homeless. Uh, I've, I've had my car repossessed as been evicted Mm -hmm. i've done a lot of different things um but the the thing with sales is that at the end of the day if you can hold your head high and continue to keep going even though the the phone is getting hung up on you and the door is being slammed in your face and you keep being rejected then awesome you can consider that perseverance is the key to your success right Yeah, I mean, you just keep going no matter what the circumstances. Um, but you also do have to know when to quit. So you definitely don't want to keep going if, if you're in a situation where you need to give up. And I've definitely been in those situations, too. I can remember um, one situation very, very clearly where I was just like, mm-hmm. this is a make it or break it moment. I have to choose. Do I want to keep going down this path or do I want to go down a completely different path? 
not knowing where that path is going to take me. So vision and clarity are definitely two things every person has to have, but you also have to know definitely. when to wow, stop those are and when to keep going. Great points. Definitely. And now, Melissa, you're also an author. This is probably all of these lessons are maybe what inspired you to be an author. I don't know, but I'm wondering <sighs> and curious what, what motivated you to write and to become an author. Yeah, you know what? So the year was 2014, like it was that long ago, but it seems like a that lifetime is, ago. That's crazy. Ten books, ten books in four, four years, years is but, a lot. You're awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so 2014, I was in a relationship. And whoa, 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 whoa. Like, and so, <laughs> legit rocket uh, scientist? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what all the parents say is, uh, you know, honey, grow up and marry a a rocket scientist (laughs) and you found one. Didn't work. Yeah, well. It's okay. Hey, that's okay. I found one, but I didn't marry him. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, so the book is actually dedicated to him, but it was through this this transition of like, all right, so that was the guy that I thought I was going to marry and I didn't actually marry him. He, He came over and dumped me. Um, one night. And so I just started writing like my emotions out on paper and people love raw emotion. They gravitate towards Mm -hmm. somebody that's real, somebody that's transparent Mm -hmm. and somebody that gets them and their situation. And we noticed that like a lot in certain sales trends. So, you know, the people that went through the crisis of 2008, when an author talks about all of the things that they lost and maybe they went bankrupt and they got their car through the best or whatever their deal is, Mm -hmm. people love that um does it make them become more successful not a lot like honestly they read it and they um understand it and it it resonates with them but do they do different things to get different results not always um and so i i just write about what happens in my life and how i've been able to take really terrible situations sometimes and just turn them into an That's opportunity awesome. for growth. And so, um, whether it's fitness or yeah, I mean, like I talk about fitness, I talk about finance, I talk about sales, um, relationships, just everything is tied together. So where you're lacking in one area of your life, you're lacking in all areas of your life. And oftentimes it's just the word discipline. Like how can you mm-hmm. parent yourself? Mm-hmm. That's true. That is a good point. <laughs> now what was the first what was the first book that you wrote uh, yeah was the experience of completing that book getting it out to the world and and all of that so the first book i wrote um was called be ballsy how not to suck at love success and happiness so specifically as women we we talked about this earlier rebecca like we choose between having a successful career and having a mm-hmm. successful family and we really can choose both so I just wanted to reiterate that we can have both. We don't have to choose be- between um, having millions of dollars or having hundreds of thousands of dollars and a successful career that we're happy about, fulfilled about, joyous about, and love to wake up to every day. And um, this this loving, caring husband, um, our spouse relationship, and a family. Uh, and so the experience really was, I told I hired this coach. His name was Matt. Um, and he's from Chicago and I told him I'm going to write this book and it's going to be called Be Ballsy. 
And he immediately said, you cannot call the book Be Ballsy because that is a masculine term and no one is going to buy the book. And I immediately fired him. And the reason I did that was um, by gut instinct. And I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, your gut will lead you in the direction that you need to go. The problem is okay. we fail to listen. We use our head and not our instinct. And so we need to go by data-driven facts. Um, and so instinctually, I knew that it would sell. And so I was going mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. data, not on drama. Um, and I would repeat that. Like, don't fall into the drama trap of you're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, don't have enough money, the resources, the time, the effort, the energy. So whatever um, you do, and that's the drama. The data says, hey, people buy books about self-help and personal development and sales. They love and resonate with um, stories and transparency. Um, no one says that be baldy can't be a female term. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not used a lot in that sense. On the flip side of that, if we line up all 10 of my books, the first two have the spine upside down. So I didn't even <laughs> know what I was doing when I was writing books. Like I <laughs> never changed that because I go on stage and I show people like you don't have to be perfect to be successful. You don't have to be perfect to have that. a finished product. You nice. just, you don't is, just get wow. it done. What great advice, Melissa. Seriously, so many people get stuck in the perfection phase and then things never get done. They'll say, I'm going to write a book. I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book and they're writing a book and it's years go by. And they're just so worried about being perfect that they end up never, never finishing it or never completing it or never putting it out there to the world. So that's awesome that you're, you knew enough to say, you know what, let's just go for this. And now 10 books later, I'm sure you feel like you're in a much different place now with your writing and, you know, with your published books. And it's probably so exciting to see that growth and to just look back and go, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah, I just did that yesterday, actually. I was like, uh, Tyler, my significant other, I was just like, oh my God, it is absolutely amazing how far I've come. Like, it's just incredible to look back over even just the last year and see the amount of growth that I've been through. And so he asked me a question when we first started dating and he said, do you think a person can change in a year? And I said, absolutely. And his immediate response was, but people hate change. And I <laughs> yeah, said, that's yeah. fine. I love it. <laughs> so in one year, I will be fully changed. And I think every entrepreneur or salesperson goes through this transitional period every single year of wanting to become better, having the resources to become better, and the ability to go out and do better than they've done before. And that is just mm-hmm. the desire. Um, and the determination to not give up even when things are tough. Um, and so going back to corporate America or a job or, or um, something like that, or if you're in internal sales, going out to um, out on your own, it's, it's a decision. And so you can't get wrapped up in the is it or is it not going to work, uh, you know, how much am I or am I not going to make, what, are, what is the outcome going to be or not going to be you just have to do so you have to look at the data like who are your prospects who did you reach out to what kind of conversations did you have who did you close who did you ask for referrals um or really just like what did you write um how much of of the book did you get done like can you do it step by step and and the answer to all these questions is yes 
the problem is that we look mm-hmm. at our lives and think we're totally. too busy to finish. You know, anything. a good friend of mine, he did something really cool. He was launching. He wanted to to start diving delving into more e commerce type of stuff and. He wanted to put together some different master classes and stuff. And so what he did is he put the first one together and he wanted to test it with a thousand people to see how many people would be interested. So he put together everything except for the actual webinar itself. You know, all of the, this is what will be included, like basically mocked it up and then he surveyed everybody and no one was interested in it. Mm -hmm. You know what the funniest thing about it was? It was on lead gen, how to generate leads on LinkedIn. Nobody wanted to know. So then he went back to the same people, same 1,000 people, and reached out to them and wanted to know who was just interested in learning how to use LinkedIn or improve their profile. And then he got hits. That's what people were interested in. So sometimes I think we need to just step back and say, all right, so I I could go a couple directions with what I'm passionate about right now. Let's see what people are interested in, and then I'll focus all of my energy on that. Where if he would have gone through all the process and created everything and really spent the time to build out that program, it would have been a lot of work. And then to not get the return on it can sometimes be frustrating. So sometimes just surveying, testing people, and then figuring out where your buyer personas are landing, then diving in and saying, all right, now let's do this. Let's create everything, push it out there, and it'll you know snowball from there. I agree with you. I went through a similar situation earlier this year with the Ultimate Sales Summit. So we spent uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in testing, um, and I didn't get the return. I lost the money. Um, I lost almost $70,000. However, (laughs) this year I decided to do two events. Like, that that Mm -hmm. loss didn't stop me from progression. It was like, okay, like, there's... And let me just be blunt, like, there was definitely an emotional connection for that, uh, that for me, because that was my baby. (laughs) I had birthed that thing for a year, and it didn't go as I wanted it to go. And so, like, afterwards, there was this, like, period of, like, oh, well, it wasn't perfect, and maybe I shouldn't talk about it on air. And I would probably be advised not to. However, like, I feel like... When you go out and you put effort and money and time and energy into things, like, there is a return. Mm -hmm. And maybe Mm -hmm. it's not in the first year. And that's fine. Like, this year, I'll do things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And the budget won't be as high. And sometimes I think when you limit your budget, that's when amazing things happen. Now, the weird thing is, like, the only problem I Mm -hmm. had was there wasn't enough people in the room. However, everything else was flawless. I had a flawless venue, um, flawless food. The speakers were top-notch. Like, everything was as perfect as it could be, except the amount of people in the room. So, yeah. I was like, how do I reverse engineer amount of people in the room? Um, and I, everything mm-hmm. else I have mastered. So, <laughs> it's funny. You just look at things a little bit differently. And so, it's the little tweaks that make the biggest difference. It's just, like, the little disciplines in life make the biggest difference. Like, for example... Um, if you don't drink water, obviously, like, you're not going to be able to have great sleep or to function with clarity or to do any of those things. So drinking water is pivotal to your success. And I tell people, like, how do you go from 1 to 10 million in revenue? You drink water, you get sleep, and you don't (laughs) hustle. And people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, look, to make a million dollars in sales is very simple. And you honestly don't have to get sleep. You don't have to drink water, and you don't have to work out. 
But you try to do that hustle mode to 10 million and you will burn yourself mm-hmm. out and you will not want to work at all. Like I took a, I took a client one time from 10 to a hundred million and, um, he literally between that phase, he took three months off and he sat the first month and he, he decided he wanted to sit on the beach. So he went to the beach and he just sat there and like it was wow. 30 days of nothingness but being on the beach and that's what everyone thinks like <laughs> laptop lifestyle is gonna be great so he did that the next <laughs> the next like 30 days he literally watched movies he watched every movie he could watch for hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours every single day for 30 days got bored and then he came back and he was like, I just don't want to repeat the same thing mm-hmm. I already been through because mm-hmm. it burned me out is there a better way um, and clearly there's a better way. Like hustle is not going to get you to where you need to be. It's going to be strategy. Mm, it's going to be systems that. and it's going to be wow, clarity. Awesome point. And you, uh, you know, you also are a podcast host yourself for the millionaire's hot seat. I'd love to hear more about that. Um, why did you decide yes. to start that podcast? So I was broke. <laughs> And I needed a higher level Mm. of intellect um, and I needed a higher level of people like, so when you're broke, you're generally surrounded by broken people and by broken, I just mean that they don't know what to do. So they're not doing it. Like they don't, or maybe they do know what to do when they're not doing it Mm -hmm. because knowing and doing are two different things. So millionaires operate in a totally different system they operate on a very high level like working out not optional making cold calls or or getting sales every single day not optional like they wake up to do a checklist (laughs) so um broken people don't they wake up to do pretty much whatever they did yesterday (laughs) um and that's what keeps them stuck and so i was like i want access to millionaires how do i get that well i have to strategize how to get that and so i did i reached out and i said um hey i would love to interview 10 questions 30 minutes totally going to respect your time. It's the same 10 questions I ask every single millionaire. Almost none of them have to do with money. I just want to know what habits are you using? What systems are you developing? How do you operate and function throughout your day? Like what's the most important thing that you do that I should be doing? Um, And so I started just developing these relationships and I got into an elite group of people. And so this elite group was able to like, elevate my thinking and thinking is the most important part of really um operating at any level like if you believe you can you will and if you Mm -hmm. believe you can't you won't so you have to develop like a level of thinking that is bar none it's like yes so in front of me i have a checklist it says um, did you make your bed today? Did you read your Bible today? Did you work out today? Did you brush and floss? Did you drink a gallon of water? Did you eat clean and did you meditate? And literally those are the only things I have to do other than prospecting and closing deals every single day. Like that's pretty much my eight things. If I don't do those things, then I just 
don't get through a day. Like, I don't feel like the day was successful. And so you'll see that checklist on one whiteboard and then on the other whiteboard, it says literally prospect, cold reach out, combos and close. And that is the data. Like I track that data and it's very, very important data to keep, keep a hold of. Now, on the other end of that is knowing your values. So I had this person come over to my home the other day, which my home is where I work out of. And so I have this poster on my wall and it says intentional living rules. And on it, it has um, investing long-term relationships with people who value their family, are not married to their career, but are super passionate about it, make six figures or more, invest in themselves um, and their partners and, and their clients, and they have high standards, solid core values, integri integrity, and they're humble, kind, loving, caring, and compassionate. And then on the other side is this basically like, Here's what I'm willing to invest in, in faith and charity and fitness and in finance. And I have like a very regimented self-discipline plan. And so people that aren't successful don't have self-discipline. And it's something that you can teach yourself. And that's the parenting thing. Like you really do have to parent yourself. <laughs> like I don't want to make my bed. Mm -hmm. I just don't. <laughs> like... I don't necessarily want to work out every day. Like, I don't want to floss my teeth. I'm lazy. Everyone is born lazy. Like, no <laughs> one is born motivated. That's so funny. <laughs> that you And you're making some really, really great points here. I mean, we really do have to discipline ourselves with even the smallest things. And uh, things like working out. You know, if you don't make a plan for when you're going to do that, and you just say, oh, maybe today after work, then it's never going to get done. But if you, you know, say to yourself, I'm going to work out and I know that I'm, I work best in the mornings, so I'm going to get up and I'm going to do, you know, this for 30 minutes or go to the gym or whatever the case is for your situation. It's definitely, I like that you have it on a checklist though. You've got, you've inspired me now. I'm thinking about what I can do to checklist some of these types of things. So thank you. It's really weird because it's just a whiteboard with seven things on it. And then it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I just check right by it. And then the end of the week comes, I erase where I check. Ooh, I can, yeah. I can totally send you a picture awesome. so you can include this in the, in the notes. And it's like the most basic thing. Like you could even do this with a piece of paper or a, a poster board or literally a, a notebook, Perfect. whatever is available for you. Um, and I think this is honestly the thing that makes people successful. So, like, they ask Arnold Schwarzenegger, why are you smiling when you're spending five hours in the gym trying to be a Mr. Olympia? And you mm -hmm. see him there with a notebook and a gallon of water. Mm -hmm. He's taking notes on himself. Which he's analyzing himself. He's systematically saying, what can I do better to be Mr. Olympia? What can I force myself to do harder, push, push more at? So I can be Mr. Olympia. And those are the things that divide mm -hmm. the doing mm -hmm. from the knowing what Definitely. to do. Now, I'm sure you have lots and lots of stories from your podcast. I would love to know, do you have a funny story that you can share and maybe also an impactful story or an impactful learning moment? Yeah. So, um, one of my favorite authors is Ogmandino. And um, Dave is the CEO okay. of the Osmanzino Group. Okay. I cannot think of Dave's last name right now. Um, but 
him and I were having a conversation on the millionaire's hot seat and it got serious. Like suddenly I'm being coached <laughs> on my own show. <laughs> and so it's weird. Cause like, it's one of those moments where you realize you need this help, but you also know that you need to be in control. So how do you stay in control and get help? And I think that's the thing that we all struggle with. So, um, when you get into a conversation with someone that you recognize can help you, you definitely want to step out of control mm -hmm. and allow that person to help you through it, yeah. even if you are on air. Uh, and so control is something that we do when we need a certain outcome. So just forget about the outcome. Like in my case, I'm recording a show. So I need to get this done in 30 minutes because I told Dave that I would respect time. Um, but at this point, like Dave doesn't care about time. So he cares about me. So I just need to let that happen. Um, and so you just need to know when to, when to step out of control. And then, um, in terms of funny, oh my gosh, we have all kinds of funny moments. Like, uh, we had two questions last and the, and the guy's like, I have to go to the bathroom like right now. Like, and the other guy's like, you know, you can't do that with, Steve Harvey stopped stop family feud to go to the bathroom? No! Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, that's so funny. <laughs> like, and because everyone was laughing, the guy just got up through the mic and left and came back, and like, the other guy was like, take the camera in the bathroom and follow him, and he was like, no! Like, so... <laughs> you know, and the, the learning lesson out of that is really just Look, life mm -hmm. is not going to be perfect no matter what amount of money you make. You're going to have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> go before the show. Oh my gosh, that's so funny and so true. It's not going to be perfect. Sometimes you got to go. Sometimes you got to hold it and wait until you're done. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, I know that you're also really passionate so. about the world of sales. And we've talked a little bit about some of the things that you've learned make for success when it comes to business and being in sales. Now, I'm curious what you think it takes to be successful in this industry and if there are any lessons that you could pass along. I know that persistence is one of them that you've already mentioned. Do you think, what do you think it takes to be successful? Discipline for sure. Definitely takes discipline, learned discipline. Um, and then just tenacity, like people are going to tell you, no, they are going to repeat to tell, you, no, they're going to tell you, you can't do it. That's a bad idea. Um, you <laughs> consider a different career, <laughs> all of that. But at the end of the day, sales is the number one occupation and it is the only occupation. You can tell I'm extremely passionate about this where you can go to any college and get as much education as you want, mm -hmm. the best education is the field of sales. Um, you can have the vacations, the homes, the cars, the luxuries, the watches, the whatever you want. And you can have the legacy and you don't have to wait years because sales is an occupation where you can basically print money on demand. Like if you want to make 10,000 today, you have that potential to go out and make that. If you want to make zero today, you have that potential to make that. Like, it is totally up to you. And based on your results is the kind of lifestyle you will lead. So, 
you have to just get into a mindset of what do you want in your life? And I just talked to a guy the other day and he was like, it's ridiculous, but I want this $30 million yacht. And I was like, if you have the $30 million yacht, we're in Minnesota. Where <laughs> are you going to put that? Like, there's not all. Where are you going to put that? First of all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we're not in Florida or California or somewhere where yachts belong. We are in Minnesota. And yes, there are 10,000 lakes here, but they are lakes. They are not massive mm-hmm. bodies of water to have a yacht. <laughs> it's not even clean water. So, um, and to think of spending $30 million on a yacht is just absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. It is just absurd. There's so many better ways. Now, if that's his intention to go get a $30 million yacht, <laughs> go for it, Josh. Like, that's your thing, you know. Um, but I've been in a situation where I've wanted certain things, and I got those things. Um, example, 7,000 square foot mansion. Uh, and when I got in it, I just was not happy. Uh, now I live in a 2,000 square foot home, and I'm super happy. And honestly, like, it comes down to, do you really need the things you mm-hmm. say you need or could you live without them? And when you have them, because look, in sales, money can buy whatever you want it to buy, but it won't buy happiness as in true internal happiness. It will buy a watch happiness or a car happiness or whatever external thing mm-hmm. makes you happy. Yes, it will do that. Uh, but it will not, you can have all that stuff and still be unfulfilled. Uh, and so I really think that if you're going to pursue the field of sales, fulfillment should be your number one thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not passionate about it, don't do it. And if you don't wake up every single day fulfilled that you get to serve other people and give back and um, be able to provide a product or service that solves a problem in the world and, and leaves the legacy in some degree, then you're in the wrong field. And so that's definitely great, something great you points. want to consider. Excellent. So I'm going to keep the, keep the wisdom from Melissa going by asking you what salespeople can do right now, today, to improve the bottom line. Make more calls. Get off your ass and do something. <laughs> Make some calls. Simple, as simple as that. Make some calls. I love that. Yeah, like, so a lot of salespeople get into this thing of like, um, let's just say they make 10000 per month. So they know that their living expenses are less than 10000 per month. And they know that they could live off of less than 10,000 per month. And that's sort of their comfort zone, right? And we're just using 10,000. It could be 20, could be 50, could be 100. I don't know whatever mm-hmm. your situation is. It could even be less than that. Um, but using 10,000 as the example, that's your, that's your thermostat. That's your level of comfort. So if your level of comfort is 10,000, why not try to attain 15,000, 20,000, 50,000? Why not try to make more phone calls or try to work with a higher level of clientele or try to reach out to somebody that is in a league that you currently don't play in and learn from them. And so when you do those things, you elevate the thermostat. And so now instead of it being set to 10,000 per month as your baseline, it's set to 20,000 per month as your baseline. And the more you reach out to a higher level of 
person who can write a bigger check, who can uh, be happy with the amount of value that you've provided to them, the larger your lifestyle is going to be. And so it's important to recognize that you can do these things by just starting off with contacting mm -hmm. one more person today or two more people. It's not like you have to go out and ring up a hundred people today. You don't have to. It's the little things compounded over long mm -hmm. periods of time that awesome. add up to the big Definitely. Thing. So pick up that phone, guys. Pick up the phone. Just call one more person today. Two more people. Three more people. Yes. Just, I love that. Great advice. <laughs> well, thanks. One of the things I love to do, Rebecca, is just so on Facebook, they have this little microphone yeah. um, on Facebook Messenger. Yes. Are you familiar no, I, with it? I, I'm not. Well, keep going. I want to hear okay, so what I you have. Keep going. <laughs> so I, I have Facebook Messenger on my phone. I do not have Facebook on my phone, but I have Messenger. And I will hit the microphone and um, I will basically leave a voicemail for whoever. So I'm going to use you as an example in this. I'd be like, hey, Rebecca, I know you have this amazing podcast. I would love to be a guest. But before I do, let me know what I can do to help you to serve you and, and to really just get to know you a little bit better. So if you're open to a personal conversation, I value personal connection. So feel free to call me, 563-419-1101. And let's at least touch base and see how we can be of value to each other and, and be a resource for one another. So the voicemail has to be less than one minute. But if you have amassed 5,000 friends, you can do 100 of these a day. And honestly, like if you even get 10% of 100 people, that's a lot more prospects than you currently had. And so I have this tendency to just do this every single day. I'll hit the microphone record to whoever you know I popped up um as someone that I'm that I'm going to give a voicemail to and I do this to keep in touch too and so even if that person never does business with me they know that I care enough to give them a voicemail and not just a message and so Facebook does not have a limit on voice messages they do have a limit on spam messages like mm -hmm. you know hey I got this cool product buy it now okay that's a really great so idea. A great I, I actually never would have thought of that. Connect. So, great idea. I love that. Yeah. A lot of people don't, wow. but I've made multiple figures doing that. That is incredible. Well, it's because, like, Facebook Messenger, you can get back to whenever you want. And, like, a text message, people tend to read mm -hmm. Facebook Messenger a lot. Um, and so the response rate is higher, but it's also because it's much more personal. I'm not texting you. I'm personally giving you my voice intonation mm -hmm. so you can share my energy. And because my energy is so high, you want to reciprocate mm -hmm. back to me and respond. Makes total sense. I love that. I am going to talk to Ariana about that when I get out. I'll get when we get done with this podcast. <laughs> That's a really great idea. Now, Melissa, what is your favorite <laughs> sales or business growth book? Um, Millionaire Success Habits, and I just finished this book, um, it's by Dean Grazioso. So, Dean was actually here in Minneapolis, 
um, probably two and a half weeks ago. And he gave me this book for free. And I'm thinking, like, why would anybody give me, like, a book for free knowing that I may or may not read it? But it's a really, really solid book. Um, and it's got some growth hacks in there that, I mean, I've interviewed over 300 millionaires. And some of these are just really awesome mm-hmm. Cool. Um, awesome. Are there any other books that you want to throw out there? Um, Ogmandino. I love Ogmandino's books. Uh, so greatest salesman in the world. Um, it's basically like a 30 day breakdown guide on how to run your okay. life as a successful Perfect. salesperson. Love that. Love that. And now Melissa, you know that here at CFS, we talk quite a bit about sales playbooks and we are always looking for useful tips that our audience can throw into their sales playbooks. Do you have an actionable tip that our listeners might consider adding to their playbook? Yeah, talk to as many people as possible. So here's another another resource for you. Okay. Uh, go to Twitter and search sales. And under that um, hashtag, you will find tons of salespeople. Personally connect with them because when you get on the phone with them, you have another resource that's in the field that you're currently in that can provide you insight that you may or may not have heard of. And so I have a tendency to basically tweet anybody that's in the sales arena and say, I'd love to personally Mm -hmm. connect and let me know what time and day works best for you. So the let me know what time and day works best for you line is not an opt out like you really aren't going to opt out of connecting at that point Mm -hmm. because i'm already asking you to confirm a time and day that works best and so i use that with everything i use that with um Mm -hmm. prospecting for podcasts i'll go as far as like sending an email with my headshot and bio attached and being like love to be a guest on your podcast I've already attached my bio and my headshot for your review. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can use that as a reference. Feel free to let me know what time and day works best for you to record. And like producers are like, (laughs) what the hell? Well, it makes it so much (laughs) easier because everything is there and no one has to ask questions or go back and forth. You know, we said earlier in the podcast that we're born kind of lazy, right? So if there is an extra step that you can cut out or two steps or three steps, you're making the process that much shorter and easier for yourself. You're basically guaranteeing your own success by saying what time and day works best for you. Okay, here's my bio mm-hmm. and headshot. Use it as a reference and let me know what time and day works best to record. So it's guaranteeing your success by eliminating the option to say no to you. Like they already have everything they need. You're clearly a professional yeah. at what you do. Um, otherwise I would have had to ask. And since I didn't have to ask and you're, you're demonstrating that you clearly want to be a guest and clearly know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The answer is awesome. yes. That, that's such a pro move. I love it. <laughs> so definitely throw those ideas in your playbooks um, for our audience. Search Twitter, personally coll- connect with people and be sure to ask them or not ask them really state. Let me know what day and time works best for you. I love it. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was awesome. You really gave so many incredible tips.
Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Rebecca. And thank you so much to our listeners for listening to today's show. You can find the notes for today's show at criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod one, two, three. And I will throw the books into the notes as well as the screenshot of Melissa's board. She's going to shoot that over to me. So check the show notes if you want to take a look at that. And be sure to tune in next week for a special ebook about our month's theme and focus because all month we are writing about a brand new theme. And of course, Fridays are our inspirational episodes. Be sure to check that out as well. We want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We're at 123 episodes now. So amazing. So awesome. Thank you so much to all of our listeners for tuning into this show and for allowing us to share information with you guys and these great speakers and authors and podcast hosts themselves right here on the Let's Talk Sales podcast. Let's Talk Sales is a production of Criteria for Success and is produced by myself here, Rebecca Toon, Ariana Miskell, and Elizabeth Frederick. Happy selling, everyone.